Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of June 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And just as we got all three of us back together last week, it's another Dos Compadres episode this week. Can blame the dinosaurs for that. Yeah, uh, uh... Well, this is be the last Dos Compadres for a while, Ideally. I, I think. <laughs> Ideally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, what have you been listening to as of late? Uh, yeah, so I have been listening to a menagerie of things, because uh, so, I've been really getting back into music as of late, uh, and you know, I've, I've missed it so much. And so, really, I've been listening to a lot of the songs that we talked about last week. Um, Anko Complex by Equal Love. I'm still really enjoying that single. Uh, that has been a blast to listen to. Uh, Last Dance in uh, Last Dance Need Bye Bye is really freaking good, and I've been really jamming to that. Uh, but the, the song that I've been listening to the most this week is Pajama Party by Genki Iwashi. Please don't go to schools anymore when you're blasting that. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't. Uh, I actually avoid schools as much as I can. But, <laughs> but uh, I've been listening to an upcoming music corner and really enjoying that and i'm looking forward to sharing uh, my music corner with you guys what have you been listening to bud so i've been listening to a whole giggle and gaggles of things here first off we have uh so good with their release of best friends the single which is isn't too bad it's a fairly short song two and a half minutes uh we also got Anyo. And her single, Futaba, which also released about a week or two ago. So, unfortunately, because we don't do digitals anymore, we probably won't see it until the physical release of this comes out. So, there's that. Um, we I was also listening to good old Spicy Soul with their single, uh, too. But I was particularly listening to the song Playback on it, so which is really, really good. I was also listening to Yao Sobi with Tsukida. It's been a while for them, honestly. So, it's good for them. It's 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 alright. But, it's a good thing that uh, we don't do digitals, because, like I said, they'll probably pop up for God knows how long. Uh, also, I've been listening to the single Hiba Mata Nobudo Kara by Ryoko Shoku Sekai. So that's always really good. I was also listening to Millet's Flare EP again, and I was listening to her song Before the Dawn, which is really good. And I know how uh, Millet is, but it is what it is. Uh, I was also listening to Shank with his song called Steady, or the album Steady. Uh, their song Candy Cruise is really good. I also like Rules off of the album as well. They really pop pop rock so it reminds me literally of a male version of Ditsy Sunfist so which is really good uh also be the one by exile it's not a cover of be the one from from you know good old common writer but it is a nice twist on a- another song like that but besides that i've been listening to a whole bunch of things here 
So, but unfortunately, because of the topic that we did have in mind, uh, Luna was supposed to be in charge of that. But because Luna ain't here, we're just gonna wait for it till next week. So next week is gonna be an extra long episode there. And I guess we'll just head right into the Oricon here. And this week, because we are still transitioning from digitals to physical singles as of right now, everything is new. Everything is brand new, which is kind of good and kind of bad of how we, we do things here. Yeah, <laughs> on a, and, and on in a lot of ways front. I prefer it because... Uh, it, it gives us more variety to listen to and stuff on a weekly basis. I mean, outside of, you know, the normal stuff that we, we do, you know, sometimes, you know, like when we were doing like digitals, it's like, well, you know, we got like three new songs and everything else is kind of old. And that, that really made the Oricon portion of the show pretty short because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I kind of like that, you know, the uh, that we're going back to the physical releases because it, it shakes it up a bit more. And it, yeah, eventually... Like, it'll probably just be, like, maybe, like, five or six songs, maybe. But still, that's a lot more than what we were getting. So, I, I, I really am happy with this shakeup overall. Well, I mean, it's just how the timing end, ended up be because of how Japan... The Oricon specifically does their renewals. I mean, if this was still how we did it, even beforehand, it's just that they decided to do it releasing on Fridays now in Japan instead of how we do it now, so... Yeah. So, but, you know, regardless, I mean, they, three, three or four, I mean, for me, for me, it's, let's see, one, two, three, four, about four songs are still old. So, I mean, things do creep up, but it's kind of sad to just compare the sales of these comparatively to everything else, though. That's the only thing that I kind of get a little bit discouraged here. But. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there is a much wider gap between 10 and 1. <laughs> oh, yeah. Much, much, much wider. But regardless, let's start it off at number 10 with the lovely track Ubu Goe by the lovely singer Hidoko Moriguchi. Now, she's she's been in the business for a while, and she's an anime singer. And I believe this singer, single in particular is used for... An upcoming Gundam movie. I'm not too sure about it. Yeah, it's being used for. Uh, I think the ending theme for the upcoming uh, Mobile Suit Gundam movie, which is called <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam Corcoros Dion Island. That's why I threw it to you because I figured you know the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I know what it is, but man, the the, the Cuckoo's Don. It's Man, it, that's hard to remember off the top of my head, and I didn't have it pulled up. But yes, I just ideally think that it's what was the name name of a character? I, I don't I don't watch Gundam, so I, I don't watch anime, so I don't know. my understanding is yeah, I think that's the name of the character that Amaro runs into on that island. Ah, uh, so but, it's, it's based off the first ones. Yeah, it's based off of it's a yeah it's a it's a an extended version of what was the fifteenth episode of the original uh, series. So the original Mobile Suit Gundam series from nineteen seventy nine. Uh, the fifteenth episode was notorious. The creator did not like it at all, and so he cut it from the series. And so, like uh, in America, like if you buy like the full series of Gundam. Th they leave out the 15th episode like they it is not a thing 
And I th- I'm not entirely certain behind the story of this movie. I don't know if... I, uh, uh, I, I think they wanted another shot at that episode and they just wound up turning it into a movie. It's a hour and a, it's a hour and 49 minute movie. And it was a, like a 22 minute episode originally. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I think it'll be a fun movie, but go on, sir. Well, I was going to say, what what'd you think of the single? Then? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the single, uh, I wound up liking it. I, I thought it was really good. It, I think it worked for uh, an ending theme for um, a movie such as this. I, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. And I, I I'm, interested in really seeing the movie i thought uh hiroko uh, moraguchi's vocals in it was really good and fantastic and uh i'm not too familiar with her work but uh you can tell she's been in the business for a while Uh, but she she does a really good job with this and I i think it was really well done yeah so she she does like a lot of these anime styles or she's she's mostly connected with gundam i mean she also did like samurai hearts she also did a copy of uh, eternal winds which was used for gundam f f91 or something like that i'm not too sure i'm not I'm not a gundam person so don't don't but yeah that was a movie i yes, think uh, she's she's I, mostly I'm, been in it she also did the origins part as well and the the z gundam i guess that was a updated movie as well so i'm guessing she she uh, she's z- the person that yeah. they go to when they did the updated series yeah 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 uh, which it, it's good to have you know the, those people that you can kind of just like call on it's like hey we need you to do this yeah. but uh so you know when you hear this you can tell this was used for like an ending like just how the composition and just how everything is set up to be you can tell be like oh yeah this is used for an ending not like but not even knowing what this was i was like this sounds like an ending for an anime And, and you would be correct. So, <laughs> yeah. but it it just has that theme and style of it, you know, being the calm and everything like that. Which you know, I don't mind personally, but it was just like, oh, this this is what this is. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 does really live in the like the box of what you would imagine like an anime song to be and, and stuff. And, and I will say that I think that's probably the biggest failing that the song mm. has. Uh, is it doesn't cert- like it doesn't break out of that mold because sometimes like you have anime songs and uh, y- you know they're, they're really good they, they kind of break out of that mold a little well, bit thing, uh, and the, then the, thing, uh, the problem is with that 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 that's structure i think it's mostly because it's used for something that you know we're not going to hear this out in the public unless you're a huge gundam fan or if you're in a gundam store or anything like this, you know, because it's just a the style and things like that of what this. Even if it was like you know just used for a regular anime, it doesn't have that pizzazz, you know. 
Yes, I, I, I completely agree. I hear what you're saying. Uh, that does make a lot of sense, too. And, you know, if you were to, even if, like, you, well, I think what you were trying to say is, like, leading up, it doesn't have that flair of regular anime songs. But the thing is, a lot of anime songs are openings. This specifically is also an ending as well. Yeah, yeah I, I know for me personally, I, I know, like, there's some people who, you know, that, you know, they, to them, uh, you know, like they can spot anime songs no matter what if it's an opening or ending. Uh, me, I'm pretty good about openings. Like, like you can you can kind of hear it and stuff like that. Where an open endings trip me up a lot more. I, I think endings tend to. Th- there's a lot of ending songs. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, I, I could I could hear that on a radio. I, I don't imagine that not being on a radio. No, I think this song is a little too slow. I mean. Me, I can kind of hear it on the radio. Don't no, get me wrong. I radio. think it's a little too slow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, ending themes trip me up a bit more. So I'm I'm not. If it's an ending theme, sometimes to me it won't sound as anime-ish because I don't want to just accuse slow ballad songs of being ending themes. Uh, that's an easy trap to fall into for me. So it's like, oh, this is just an ending theme. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> right, it just it just has that feel of you know the calm is here yeah. but it's 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 understandable but regardless Ubugoe sold a wonderful five thousand and twenty four copies here and going on up to number nine the shooting star slash starlight by the debuting idol group S Link. Now you talk about by the barrel idol. I mean, it it. You, you have what you have with S-Link here. <laughs> and granted, this is their debut. I'm not going to go as hard as I would if this would, if if a 48 or a 46 group came out with this song. I think I'd be a little bit more harder on them. But because this is their debut, I'm not going to... Well, granted, I'm not going to be too light on it, but I'm not going to judge it as hard as it because this is the style of... the styles of the time for, for these groups. Yeah, uh, this is definitely, I, I would say, by the numbers. And this really reminds me of uh, Festive from last week. It, it's, it's kind of in that same ballpark. I, and I think it's the I same don't, company. I don't think so, because Festive was just a little bit more energetic. This is still uh. subdued. I mean, if I had to per- compare the two, I'd, I'd rather listen to Essling here. So... <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I, I do agree. I, d- I do like this a bit more, but I, I feel like Shooting Star comes on a little strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I-, I thought Starlight was a slightly better yeah. song. Um, this isn't this isn't the the same idol or company, by the way, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I, s- I saw the star at the end of it, and I just I just thought you're assuming things. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> don't, don't. I, I see. See, I, I I told you, like like I try not to assume because man, do I fall in traps. Yeah, so it, it's under, let's see, family of entertainment. Uh, but like I mean, re-listening to even Starlight, I don't, I don't. I mean, it's a little bit more upbeat I mean, I, than Shooting Star, but I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't, I, I would not run out and. Uh, I would not run out and buy this single yeah. by any means. Like it's like it it 
like eh, it, it's okay for what it is but I, it's not for yeah, me yeah. yeah you know i mean it's by the numbers idle but like i said i'm not going to be judging it as harshly as i would but you know this is what the girls are going to be doing this is what pretty much i assume everything is going to be for these these styles of idols but and it's good to kind of have this as much as i i don't like it <laughs> or by but by by uh, the normal it is it's good to have this because you need something that facilitates the good old traditional idol fans which is fine i mean daybreak is very interesting as well but yeah it it, it seems like classic uda idol or underground idol here so but regardless Shooting Star slash Starlight sold a wonderful 5,150 copies here. And going on up to number 8, it is Secret Ceremony slash No Time to Cast Enka by Millennium Parade. So, what did you think of Millennium Parade's latest single? This is coming off the hot hit of You. So, and this is also used for another anime. I believe it's called, um, uh, it's used for the Ghost in the Shell anime, the, the, the new one that came out for Netflix, I think. The, the Sack 2049, I believe. Or 2045. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew they were, I knew they were coming out with another, like, Ghost in the Shell series but i i haven't i haven't kept up mm-hmm. with it but no this is interesting i i know typically with millennium parade well i, I mean uh, you're you're only I, judging off of you though because <laughs> i don't think we've listened to other songs by them true but i i know i know like I've wrote articles for them and I've checked out their music periodically mm. and stuff. And I just, I've never, I just, I've never been the biggest, I've just n- not been the biggest fan of them. Now I, I did pick up bell. I, I actually have the movie in my living room. I haven't had a chance to watch mm. it yet, but I, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, it, this isn't going to turn me into a millennium parade fan by any means, but I, I thought it was all right. I, I thought, you know, Millennium Parade is really interesting. Like they're doing their own thing, and that that's kind of cool because I mean, you know they're able I, I, to. I personally love it because I need groups like this to stand out. Because I, I and I know like out of all the singles that I've for the Oricon this week, I knew this one will probably be the toughest pill to follow, swallow specifically for you because of just who this group is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I and I get like why you know you like the you know groups that stand out and just do something different. But for for me, it's like it's always like like it's very hit and miss. Like sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. I don't know. And and I think because of what Millennium Parade is, I I like, I think like they'll always be like a hit and miss group for me. Like sometimes they'll do something and I'll like it, and then sometimes they'll just do something and I'm like. Eh. I see what they're going for here, but I just don't think I'm. I, I don't think this is for me. 
and uh, Secret Ceremony and No Time to Cast Anchor were both like they're different. They're very different tracks, um, but I, I didn't think they were too bad. I I did like them a bit more than you. Uh, that that was that was one I song. I also like, think I, it's the part of just having the guest singer though as well <laughs> for for you specifically. Yeah, that that does help a little bit too, but. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was, um, like I said, I don't think this is particularly bad. It, it's really not for me. This, this is not, this was not the least favorite track that, you know, I listened to, uh, for this week's Oricon by any, by not even close. Like I was like, you know, I listened to it and I'm like, this isn't bad. I, I don't know, you know, after we do the show, I don't think I'm going to go back and listen to it or anything like that, but, and I'll probably forget about it in a couple of weeks, but for for me, I didn't think this. I was think you'll forget bad. about it in four days. It, like, but. <laughs> yeah, the way that I would describe this track is if it came on, like if I was driving down the car and it came on the radio, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change the channel, but I wouldn't crank it either. I, 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 honestly, when I heard uh, no no time to cast the anchor, I thought you would be like, no, you'd change the channel. <laughs> but. That's how it is. I mean, for for me, I appreciate Millennium Parade for what they are. They are doing something really, really fun and unique. Not fitting inside of a box is something that I personally like. Um, As much, and I get it, I get it. For certain artists, you know, and for certain listeners, certain things need to be kept in a box. And things need to be a certain way. But I think that just gets really old after a long time. And, you know... It's t- case in point. When we get to to number one, I'm I'm just gonna. Unfortunately, I'm spoilers here. I'm gonna lambast that single because of just it doesn't do anything new. Granted, the group that it is doesn't do anything new as, and it, that's what its point is. But it's, it is what it is. But for for groups like this, like Millennium Parade specifically, I understand the appeal and I understand why it's not for everyone. Trust me. For me, even if I were to listen to this, I'd be kind of like a little bit off throne. But then once I hear who it is, I'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand who this is. So, but, you know, this week it sold, you know, wonderfully. It sold 6,731 copies here. And going on up to number seven, which is something of an old one for me and Luna, if Luna was on this episode. But this is new for you, Gray. And now this is the lovely song called Actually by Nogizako46. Both me and Luna really, really love this song. So we wanted to hear what you thought about it because, I mean, you are a resident 46 person here, so. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, although I will say it's like my, my love for them has faded over over time because like all the 46s I, I think we can all agree the 46s were better three years ago uh, than really what they are today uh, and Nogi Zaka 46 real really has been having a hard time kind of finding its footing after my Shiraishi left well I mean not even uh, even before not was, even not was, even when my Shiraishi left I think they just had their footings lost for a long time. But that's just personal for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, oh, if, oh, if, if, if I, you I, say I, if a group that lost their footing, that's technically Sakura Zaka, but. Oh, man, is that true? But, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about them when they come up. 
granted, they, they're not on this week's podcast, but, you know, when they come back up on the Oricon, I'm sorry, we'll get to talk about them again. Uh, but Nogizaka 46 is actually, I, I really like this. I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I, the one thing I will say about this is I think this is really good. I don't know what this means for like the future of the group. Like I don't know if because it's a it's a little bit different. They're they're doing something a little different than what they typically do, and it sounds really good. Which, I really like this track. It which comes together good. really nice. Which is good. Yeah. They need to do that. But I I don't think they're going to stay on this. Of course, course. not. And that that's like the one the, the, the one thing. I I think they're going to. The, this is like a the one-off. thing is with the forty-six specifically with Nogizaka and for any of the forty-eights at this point, they do something, they see that it's a hit, but they don't go back to it. Even though they know that something like that will probably do more money, they just don't go back to that, which is unfortunate. And I understand because you know it's just how these mega idol groups are now, and I completely understand that. But. They need, the, any of them need an identity. And if they did what they just did with Actually or do something fairly similar, I think that'd be so much good for them to at least find their footing and be like, yes, we are the style. You know, the 48s can do whatever they want. The 48s can do the rat, the random grab bag of Idol, which is fine, which is fine. The reason why it, it hurts to see the the 46s particularly Nogizaka fall so hard is because they were supposed to be the 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 rival for 48 and they are following in 48's footsteps of just being grab back at this point yeah and uh, you know 40 48 really needs competition uh, AKB 48 they, you know they, I think they well I think the idol industry as a whole needs some good competition because a lot of them are just kind of falling in and resting on their laurels and a lot of this stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think actually was pretty good, and uh, I, I did. I, I will I will say this much: I think it's it is much better than the number one that we're going to be talking about. Uh, I, I will I will say that much, but past that uh yeah no i, I liked it I, I thought it was really good i added this whole single because you know the, it's nogizaka 46 so you, you know there's it's the special edition there's seven tracks uh, i added the whole thing and i'll probably be listening to it throughout the rest of the mm. week you know like and like i said not to kind of drudge on this just a little bit longer it, it's i just i, I want to be in a in a in a type of mood that Hey, I would really like the 46s again and just idols in general because it's been a long time that I fell in love with idols, traditional idols, that much. I mean, Onoko Complex was probably the closest in a long time that I was like, yeah. And we, and, but the thing is, I don't traditionally listen to Equal Love or not Equal Love all day. It's only when we have crumb across them on the archon. I need a group to just hook me, and it's it's sad just how idle is right now that it's not grabbing me as much as it did, and it sucks because I used to be the hugest idle fan. But regardless, actually, this week saw the lovely six thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight points, and going on up to number six, it is Yuda. Zono Ame by the lovely Tomori Kusunoki. 
Now you talk about anime, this is it. I mean, granted, she is a seiyu, so <laughs> I'm not really too surprised about this, but this is... It, this is hella anime, and I... You can tell that's how certain artists and seiyus handle their stuff. And, you know, I appreciate her for, for this. I really appreciate uh, Kusunoki for doing this because of just how... Just a little bit out of the norm it is for regular um, seiyus that kind of branch out. Because usually when you hear seiyus, they just do all the poppy stuff. And this has a little bit of a rock flair for it. At least with, you know, Yurazono Ame. But overall, I can appreciate her for that. Yeah, this is a... Of all the tracks, I think this is easily my least favorite. Mm. It just... I, I think I get what she's trying to do here, but I, I don't think the song lands the way it needs to. Uh, and uh, it, it is, uh, if, if you're curious as to the genre of the song, it's labeled anime and Apple well, Music. I mean, so, you know, it's, it says yeah. that she's a Seiyu, so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's not, they're not yeah. going to really beat well, around the bush for that. Like, even yeah. even other Seiyus that, that go around and sing, hell, even Aina Aibush technically is she is under anime yeah <laughs> so yeah but you know overall i mean if you listen to the single i i don't know how far you went down but just a couple of tracks yeah, so i mean overall i understand granted you know you Zono Ame is going to be the main liner there are you know you got songs like alive and mojito kuchi which is really really good and i understand it's just i think her vocal styles is very... It, it, it's the same problem that I had with Genki last week. Genki Iwahashi last week. Where her vocals are very timid. And it's just not really jiving with the composition overall. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point in your criticism. Her, her vocals don't really fit this musical styling. At least at least with Yarazuno Ame. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, just overall, it, it, the single. Does, yeah. A lot of her singles are like, or this particular single as a whole is like that. Because yeah. you know, you listen to Mo Hito Kuchi, which is like the other star song on this single. It it doesn't yeah. like if she had a little bit much more of a stronger vocal, I think it would have really matched a tad bit more. But she's just really timid in her approach to this song. And like I said, you know, with Genki Iwahashi, with, with um, Pajama Party, that vocal just does not match because his, his vocal style and range is so timid compared to the composition overall with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can definitely see that. And I, I think that's valid criticism. Uh, like, I think if she had, like, much more of a softer composition or much more stronger vocal range i think it would really help her out with this but this this is a first appearance for for her for us because she probably made it on these on the on the physicals a hand bunch of time even though this is her for, fourth single but for us because she doesn't make it on the digital we never saw her for the last two years so you know as a first impressions you know it's it's not doing well <laughs> Yeah, I, she does have a good voice, though. I I really think if she really had the right composition, 
I, I think she could shine. I, I just think she's not working with really good compositions that really complement yeah. her vocals. You know, and you know, with, with Yorazono Ame, like like I said, I think it, I'm pretty sure if it was attached to an anime, I think it'd make sense of why she chose this style, but because this is just a free reign single, I don't I just don't know, kinda of thing. <laughs> but Regardless, Yorazuno Ame sold a wonderful 7,394 points or copies here. And going on up to number five, it is On a Cold Complex by Equals Love. Uh, I personally didn't go back to it because I just, I never hit that plus sign because it just never impressed me. Even though I really like the song, it just. Unless I unless I go buy it, and I know you liked it because you said that you lo- you were listening to it again earlier, so nothing really much changed in my personal view of it, but I didn't really continue listening to his song personally. Uh, yeah, and I I will say like I have been listening to it all week. Nothing's really changed that much either. I really liked it last week. I really I still yeah. really like it. So. No, nothing's much really changed in it. Just I've been listening to it, but yeah. Yeah. Regardless, Anoko Complex sold the wonderful 7,637 copies this week. And going on up to another repeat here for me, but brand new for you. It is Hanawa Dare no Mono by STU48. Now, like I said, this is a repeat for me, but how did you like this lovely single from STU 48 uh, I, I think it's okay uh, I did not hate it I didn't love it either I think they have better tracks or at least catchier tracks I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say the quality of their other stuff is better but it's catchier uh, but I, I think it does what it needs to do I, you know it, it hits the notes pretty well it's a little lackluster, and I'm kind of surprised this group is still around because they existed for a singular purpose. That purpose no longer exists, so I'm a little surprised the group's still together. I mean, they, they don't want to give, give up that cash cow. Of the, the only other reason why I could say the reason that SCU48 is still around, it's because it gives the chance to have other members from all the other groups make a single group. Which is technically what this is, and that makes sense. That 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 makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, no. O- overall, I th- I think this is a standard release for Stu Forty Eight. I like. I think they have better songs overall that I enjoy a bit more. But Hanawa Dare no Mono is pretty good. I I, th- I think it gets the job done and. Uh, I didn't add it. I, I don't see me hitting the plus sign on this. Yeah. M- maybe. I don't know. I do like it a little bit more than one, and I added one, so I, I don't well, know. Well, I, I, I might number add one it just for, because one, num- standards. Number one for you is just, I mean, that that's your group also. So <laughs> you're, you're 200% right about that. They, they are my so group. I, I, uh, I see you uh, even if you loathe it, it. I think you would have added it just on principle. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't. I think you're right. <laughs> we'll get there it's in like, a bit, but this is crap. <laughs> but regardless, Hanawa Dade no Mono, 
I mean, for for me, and I believe Luna, we we did not really like this particular single. It was just so boring and so n nothing by out of the norm here. And granted, this is coming from a group that, like you said earlier, had a cause and lost it. So we don't know what, what in the world they're doing. Granted, I do think it's because it's the only way that you could get other 48 groups together. But it's still, you know, mashing lower level people into one mega group isn't really going to help overall. So regardless... It sold well. 9,649 copies here. And going on up to number three here, we got Heisei Jump once again with Area, Koi Sudinda, and Haru Genjo here. So, you know, not much change, mostly because we couldn't, <laughs> we don't have it. So, but it still sold fairly well here at 10,696 copies here. But let's go on up to the Utano Prince Sama Maji Love Stylish Idol, Idol Song by For the Snow Ballad. And it's done by the Suzumu, uh, Gen, Genichi Suzumura here. And it's for his his character, I believe. It's ni, His name is, is Masato Hijirikawa so it, it's basically his his character solo artist track here and the song that is put on blast here is the lovely song Snow Ballad you know this isn't for us but I mean I wish I had Luna on because I would love to talk to her to see if she likes Utano Prince Sama because she liked one of the songs uh, from the last time Utano Prince Sama came on but what did you feel about these character-driven songs here. Uh, yeah, no, I really liked them. Uh, uh, it's a shame that you know they're not on Apple Music and, and stuff. I would love to g really listen to them a little bit more than what I got to hear. But uh, it's just just uh, what, just how Utano Prince Sama works. They just don't have anything yeah. internationally digital. Yeah, uh, and and you know that, that that's that's part of the gig sometimes. Yeah. But uh, no, what I, what's here is really good though. Uh, and, and I I know we've talked about Utena Prince Sama before, and I I think they've been hit and miss with me a couple of times. Sometimes they'll they'll there'll be something that I kind of like. Sometimes they'll they'll be something that I just don't like yeah. at all. But I felt like this was of. All the stuff that we talked about with Utena Prince, I think like this is by far probably the best stuff I've heard them well, this, do. This uh, is, especially that Snow this Ballad. Also kinda, that Snow Ballad this also really kind of really works with the fact that they are working on, on a single person compared to the group as a whole. And that really, really helps with songs and, and groups like this comparatively. Yeah, well, because it gives them a focal point. It gives them something to yeah. focus on and and stuff. And yeah, I you're completely correct. Like this worked really well instead of it being like a menagerie of dudes singing. Uh, you know, this is like the one guy, uh, and uh, it, it does. It works really good, and the vocal work done in it's really really good too. And I, I thought it was really really good. And like I said, I, I really would have loved to have listened to more of it than what, what I had. Yeah, but, you know, with Susan with um, Suzumura, he he does really good work with how he voices, with how he voices um, 
uh, Hijirikawa here, so... And I, I really like that, you know, it, it, he has that passion for that. And you, you can show with this song. With both songs, actually. With both Snowbell and Stay With. Yeah, the, I mean, they were, they were both really good. Uh, and, like I said, I think I like Snowbell a, a smidge more. Yeah, it's, yeah but, I, it's the uh, lovely Latin feel that you get with... <laughs> With this stay with is a uh, very interesting to take and say the least. Yeah, that one was a little bit more interesting, but but again, like it, it works for for what they're yeah. doing. I, I think it worked really yes. well. Uh, and and stay and stay with certainly while not not as good to me as Snow Ballad was, yeah. it worked. It, it worked really good, and I I thought it was fantastic. And really. you know, with, with with these starish tours, idol songs series that they've been doing, it's just really good. It's really good to overall if you're a fan of either the series or the character, it it, it really helps out the brand so to speak. <laughs> but it makes me pay attention to it just a tad bit more. I'm pretty sure if Luna was here, she'd probably be over the moon with the song, but. This is definitely something I, I could see her really enjoying. Yeah, r- regardless, you know, it sold wonderfully at 10,754 copies here. And as we go on to number one, you know, that copy distinguish is just phenomenal, to be honest. It, it is mind-blowing, <laughs> just the gap between two and one. One, it's... one to two, even. Wow. But even even if we were to take, you know, one and ten out of this, the, just the gap between them is just so immense. But, you know, enough. I mean, you can, you can add two through ten, and it would not equal the number of You can probably add is. two to twenty, and you wouldn't even get the numbers that you get here. Uh, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you could probably get wow. a fourth of the numbers that you got here. And, you know, enough teasing here. It's it's Hinata Zaka 46 with, the, with their single uh, Bokunanka. And... <laughs> oh boy you know i i should let you go first before i just ream this song or this this release as a whole yeah no uh i i don't know how much uh so i will say i, I wound up liking this i wound up adding it to my library but uh this is very much uh, as we teased earlier this is very much a hinata zaka 46 song it's doing what hinata zaka 46 does and uh, as I said repeatedly, you know, you, you want to talk about consistency with this group? Maybe they're too consistent. They're, they're, they're uh, because they're consistent. very good at delivering that, that same thing over and over and it, over again. If you like that experience, it, <laughs> then it's for you. But if it's, if it's you know, if you don't like it, they, they, like they do not deviate from it's, the It's from getting the to that like, point that is, I'm missing Kuhn and I hated Kuhn. <laughs> oh, man. Because at least uh, Q does something energetic with this. With Boku no Naka, it's just so stale and so drab. I can't, I can't feel you know that idle energy. If like if I was a Wota, like if I was an idle fan for this song, I wouldn't know the the I wouldn't know the fan chants and the breaks for this song. And granted, you can lambast me. I don't care. I don't care because. You listen to this song, and as an idol fan, I can't see where I can cheer in between these songs. And 
it, it upsets me because of that. It really upsets me. And and see, I, I'm I'm I've never been to like a an idol performance, so I, I'm not familiar with how that with that experience. So for for me, it's just oh hey here here's a song I, I like it, and like I said, uh, you know I like it. it it's for me, uh, but. I don't know if I could like really defend the song for much criticism. Uh, I think, uh, you know, to be fair, uh, it, even though I did like it, you know, it, it is very much by the numbers, especially you know Hinata Zaka Forty Six, and you know, you know every group can you know spread their wings a little bit, you know, and see how much further they can fly. And Hinata Zaka Forty Six really glides. Like, like they don't spread their wings much. Like, like they hold it together and they just soar on the wind that they got. And, you know, at some point you're going to run out of wind. You're going to need that updraft. So, you know, you got to spread your wings at some point. And I, I think for them, like that, that point could be coming soon. Now, uh, sales numbers seem to indicate otherwise. But I think, you know, if th- this group is going to really have any staying power, or any moving power, I think they're going to have to really stretch themselves and see how far they can go. Because, like I said, this song really rests on their laurels. And, and I, mean, I mean, like, they know... The release as a whole... They know where their strengths are. The release but, as a whole really str- rested on their laurels. Because I listened to the special edition, and it's seven song. If you were to ask me what's the difference between Boku no Naka and then uh, Mo... I wouldn't be able to tell you because they all sounded the same. And that's just me. I, I understand that, you know, certain people might be able to hear the difference. But for me, as a old school idol person, I might be like, just like, oh my god, I, I've heard this. I can't tell the difference of what they're trying to do here. And, you know, like you said, they are bread and butter idol. I get that. I get that. I get that with Hinata Zaka 46. But if you guys are doing that, then do something else with the other two groups. Because, God, you know, Sakura Zaka is just dying to irrelevancy at this point. That The, the group of Sakura Zaka 46 is just on life support. I'm going to be freaking honest here. <laughs> I, yeah, Sakura Zaka 46, I mean... You know, I had, you know, every hope for them coming out of the gate. And, you know, I would, you know, you, I understand they need to get away from Keikizaka 46. I understand that. Uh, but it, it really seems like they are this half step between Nogizaka 46 and Keikizaka 46. And it's not working. Yeah. They, at all. You know, and like they have not released a track. I rem- like they've had like one that I kind of liked, but they, they, there's like of the 46s they are by far been the, the biggest disappointment for me yeah uh and and i want to love them like this is coming from a person that genuinely would love to be a huge fan of zakura zaka 46 especially given what happened to keiki zaka 46 and how much i loved keiki zaka 46 i would love for this group to be phenomenal and i i have been so disappointed in them so I I don't I don't get excited like if if I see them on the Oricon like I don't like I, it is it's hard for me to care uh, I just like oh okay it's another Sakura Zaka forty six song okay we'll listen to it and that's that's what saddens me the most yeah and you know they did they released a song while you weren't here back in in, in the end of March but it wasn't something that we were writing home to to be perfectly honest. <laughs> 
I- I'm not surprised. You know, and even if if you go to their Apple Music page and you see their top songs, the song David Top, the first three songs is Bah Nobody's Fall and then Not Gonna Dominate in that order, and it's you know what. I believe Nobody's Fault was the first single, but Bond, Bond, Bond got the, the Kohaku bump because it was performed on Kohaku, I believe. But, you know, there is nothing that I want more for the 46s than to bring up that that feel of just being a, a, a great idol group. And that's not, that's the only reason why I'm so critical at them. At, like all these idols, all the idol groups overall, even even male idol groups. That's the reason why I'm so critical. I might sound like an old man just off my rocker saying, "Oh, you know, nothing's changing and they need to change," but it's because I'm so I I want them to succeed, and I I get it. I get it. the style that they have is what they're probably going to be doing for the rest of the year, and I understand that, but I want them to just succeed outside because look look. You know, granted, it's apples and oranges at this point of what Styles is, but you look at the the success of K-pop. You look at that; it gets to the point that any new K-pop group gets so much love here in the West, and I want that for idols. I want that for all these idol groups because that's what they are. That's what K-pop is. They're all idol groups. You can tell me different. You can uh, K-pop stands. You can attack me. I don't care. They're all idol groups. At the end of the day, they, it's not traditional idol like Japanese idol, but they're all idol groups. And I want the same for the Japanese idols. I want that 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 wonderful respect that if once something new comes out, everyone loves it. But at the rate that we are now, I don't see that happening. Especially what what they're doing. Yeah, no, I I think you're uh, completely right, and uh, not only that, I I 100% agree with you. You know, you know all all these K-pop groups that really get big in the United, like they're idol groups at the end of the day. That's I mean, that's what they are. The, you know, uh, no, you they could, don't have you that could change sound. what their the style and the naming of it, but no, they're all idol. Yeah. They're all idol. If you look at their yep. goods, their how they stand, and all their fans, they're all idols. They're all idol groups at the end of the day here yeah and that's there's nothing wrong with that like you know that that, that is just you know it's just what it is and I, I i agree with you like i think these you know these mega groups that japan has like th- you know if they were really quality because like w- one thing like i've always said is like anime in america is at its peak popularity yeah. Like there is no reason why you could not have idol groups as big as BTS. And you know the the only the only groups that are reaching that is groups from LDH, and that's the sad thing. And the you know the sad thing with that because LDH is fairly similar in style, and I completely get that. I completely get that it's fairly similar in style, and that's the reason why they're popular in the West. But you know. You have stuff like just what you've had with idol groups and stuff like that, or with anime and stuff like that. It's at its peak of what it is. However, you don't just idol groups just hasn't been relevant in the Japanese market for the West in a long time. In the mainstream, I should say, in the mainstream. You know, they still have their hardcore fans from the from the West here, but in the mainstream, they haven't been relevant in a long time. 
And I feel bad for that. Yeah, no, it, it saddens me because, you know, you know, I wasn't really around for, you know, peak AKB48 days, but, you know, I, I listened to you talk about, you know, like what AKB was like at their peak. And I'm like, man, I would love for something like that to be, you know, like something like that right now, you know, like something that that culturally relevant. I mean, at, uh, at their th- peak, AKB was doing close to a mil, close to a mil and one week sales. That is fan freaking tastic granted 40,000 400,000 is nothing to sneeze at and that's good that's really really good for idol at this point but close to 800,000 to a million and this was this is pre sembatsu this is pre sembatsu man yeah uh, oh I, and i remember like when when you know we started the podcast you know uh AKB48 was still at their height. You know, you know, I think I think they were in their waning they, they days at, at that the, point. But they, you know, they, were, they, they would were still waiting. hit a they million. They would still hit fairly good. But that that at that point when we started to do the podcast, everyone was already kind of leaving. All the major hitters. I mean, Mayu was just announcing her graduation at that point. So, but yeah, you know, re- regardless. You know, like like I said, it sold fairly well. It sold four hundred forty-two thousand four hundred sixteen copies. It blew everything out of the water. I mean, four over four hundred thousand is nothing to, to sneeze at here. But yeah, it, it it just for me, it just does not bode well. That they're just so, you know, they're so, oh, they're okay with being with there, and that's fine. That's fine. It's just that I'll be a little bit critiqueish about that, and. There's something that I just don't go hard on, but except that. <laughs> but you know, let let's kind of go over the albums here and see if anything here is of note. I mean, not nothing much. You got me. You got seventeen with their their fourth EP album for for Korea Trickster with their seventh mini album by one of us as well. Yeah, Vivid Bad Squad, Squad with Vivid Bad Squad Sekai Album Volume One, which is based off the Vivid Bad Squad series, and then you know you got Sexy Zone with, you know, with the uh, highlight, you know that sold well too, but hundred forty one thousand for an album that's that's really good as well. So, but you know overall, at the end of the day, I'm just like do better. I don't. <laughs> there's there's no reason why. Idol group should not in in Japan should not be reaching the same even a fraction of the success that K-pop is doing with new. There's no reason. There's no reason why. I just it just doesn't get it. it. Just doesn't get it. But you know enough of my complaining here. You know you this was Ongakuru. I'm happy that you guys were listening to pretty much two guys just complaining about the idol industry at this point. <laughs> I mean, it was an idol-heavy week. Yeah. We had, like, what, four tracks? Four idol tracks to talk yeah. about? So, I mean, if you're going to have a, a discussion about modern-day idol, you know, idol in 2022, this is a great week to do it. Because, yeah. uh, you know, we had, you know, two Nogi Zaka 46 songs, STU 48, and we had S-Line. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it was a, you know... You know, we we could really compare and contrast. You know what the idols are doing, 
and stuff. And I, I, th- I think uh, it was a it was a really good and interesting discussion. And I think I think you had a lot of really good and interesting stuff to say. Yeah. I mean, regardless, you can find us on all social media platforms if you want to yell at how you know we're wrong about the idol industry here at Ongakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the site at ongakudu.com where we just talked about our lovely interview with uh, Vic. Vicky Blanca, so go check that out on our site as well. You can follow our affiliates, Curry Hunter, who is a retro streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Curry Hunter, K Y O R Y U H U N T E R. You can also check out TimberTaff, who is a fellow variety streamer at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T I M B E R T A F T. You can also follow Luna's sister, Rose, at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty. R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also talk, uh, follow Fangirl, who is an accomplished author of really interesting romance novels at this point. But you can follow her at twitch.tv slash Fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also talk, uh, follow the podcast that I do with Kyo, Timber, and fangirl called potasaurus this past week we had a very interesting talk with our lovely mutual friend alabama tofu and we talked about good old things such as wrestling which is really good because both timber or not timber both alabama and i really like wrestling we were also talking about haunting ground and we were also talking about dish branding so if you want to go check that out go look up koryu hunter same as his twitch channel on all podcast streaming services you can follow me on twitter at otyken one more talk about bang dream i know about roboco Herobo, and a bunch of joshi pro stuff as well you can follow luna at luna Marie 87 on twitter and all the other social media platforms and where can we find you gray you can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where it's about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakuryu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye bye And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll be, we'll, we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.